Have you ever seen a for sale sign? How many have ever seen a not for sale sign? Have you ever seen a not for sale sign? I've been looking for a not for sale sign. I cannot find a not for sale sign. And so Deanna picked this up for me, a not for sale. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm not for sale. I'm not for sale. I'll tell you what's not for sale. My mind is not for sale. My emotions are not for sale. My body's not for sale. My testimony's not for sale. My family's not for sale. The ministry's not for sale. My legacy's not for sale. Oh, no, I'm not for sale. And I want to tell you today, I hope you'll put up a not for sale sign. And speaking of sale, uh, that's what the Lord has placed on my heart to share. Uh, just the other day was Black Friday. And then, of course, tomorrow will be Cyber Monday. <laughs> but I'm not for sale. And speaking of sale, uh, I had a friend to give me a gift certificate to go down to Joseph A. Banks in Macon, Georgia. Anybody know where that's at? It's down in Macon, Georgia, a few years ago. And so ever since that time uh, of going down a few years ago, I have uh, tried to do business with this particular company. Well, recently, uh, I, I made a purchase there and trying to upgrade. It got me an old hat, praise the Lord, for the wintertime. Everybody needs a hat for the winter. But I had a mix-up on the order, so I made a call to the customer service. I, this was on Friday of this week. And on the other line was a young man by the name of Nicholas. I found out Nicholas was 23 years old. And here's what Nicholas told me. He's in Texas, keep in mind. He said, well, do you have an account set up with Joseph A. Banks? I said, well, Nicholas, uh, honestly, I don't. I've made a few purchases here and there through the years, but I don't have an account set up with Joseph A. Bank. He said, I'll tell you what. If you'll get an account set up with Joseph A. Bank, it will be uh, good for you because they accumulate points. And then you get rewarded for points that you accumulate, and then you get a gift certificate. I said, okay, are there any strings attached? How many want to ask that question? Any strings attached, anything, uh, interest, etc.? No, 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 no. He said, it's nothing of that nature. And I said, well, I guess I can do that if that's uh, what you think I ought to do. And then after the conversation of the business transaction, I asked him a question. How many know what I asked him? I said, Nicholas, I want to ask you a question. Are you a Christian? And here's what he said. He said, uh, I've been to church, but no, I not really consider myself a Christian. I said, really? Why not? He said, well, I had an uncle that got cancer and died. And then he said, I had another family member that got COVID-19 and died. And he said, honestly, it's thrown me for a loop, a tailspin. And he said, I, I, I just, I really, um, you know, I'm not where I ought to be. And you know what? The Lord spoke to my heart just then and pressed on my heart. I said, you know what, Nicholas? I said, can I tell you this? I want to suggest you open an account with Jesus Christ. Amen. I said, it's kind of like this. 
as long as, and this is what he told me too. He said, you know, I buy the, you know, I, I, he said, I must admit that I'm asking God for things, you know, when I get sick and when I need something, but I don't really have a relationship with him. And I said, you know what, Joseph? I said, you know what, uh, rather, you know what, Nicholas? If you open up account with Jesus Christ, it will accumulate points and you'll be rewarded. I said, man, you can't go wrong. <laughs> Open up account with Jesus. And uh, when you get to heaven, you'll be glad. I said, by the way, you know what kind of rewards that the Lord Jesus gives you? It's something money can't buy. I tell you, the peace of God, money can't buy. And I said, hey, hey, hey uh, Nicholas. Uh, I said, Joseph, Nicholas, I'll get it right in a minute. Nicholas, will you open up count? Well, anyway, long story short, we talked for a little while, and he just began to open up his heart. And uh, anyway, uh, I praise the Lord. I, after I hung up the phone, I began to pray for him. He's got a little boy that's one years old, and, and I challenged him as a man of God, as a dad, and as a husband to be to open up account with Jesus. You might be here today, and you need to open up account with the Lord. Maybe you're overdrawn. Maybe you hadn't talked with the Lord lately. I'm not for sale. Not for sale. Have you read lately the little book of Philemon? It's power-packed with truths that will transform. And today, we're going to look at this uh, wonderful passage of Scripture. As I looked at my record, I've preached three times, the best I can calculate, over the last 30 years on the book of Philemon. Three times in 30 years. That means every 10 years, the Lord gives me a message from the book of Philemon. And today is no exception. Not for sale. This is not for sale. I'm not for sale. So find your Bible, please. Look with me, please, in the book of Philemon. As you find the book of Philemon, if you look to uh, find Hebrews, turn to the left, you'll find this little one chapter of the book of Philemon. And we'll read the text in a moment. But before we do, I want to set the stage because this is going to be a narrative this morning. I want to set the stage by saying this. Three particular scenes unfold from this little book called Philemon, namely a letter from Paul, who, by the way, was in prison in Rome. And here are the three scenes that unfold before our very eyes. Number one, somebody, and you don't have to write this down. This is not the outline but this is the introduction. Somebody had done wrong. Have you ever done wrong? Tell me. Have you ever done wrong? We've all missed the mark. But number two, not only did someone do wrong, somebody was done wrong. I'm looking at a crowd right now. If I look up here just a minute, I know you're looking for Philemon, but look up here. How many of you went to your Thanksgiving meal with somebody in your family and they didn't show up? A loved one didn't show up, there was some cross words, there was some hurt feelings, something happened in your family, and today, or maybe something has happened in the past, and you've got something on your mind, somebody did wrong, and somebody was done wrong. Today, this is a message of forgiveness, it's a message of release. And so, number three, this scene unfolds that not only someone do wrong, and somebody was done wrong, I believe you've been done wrong before, Maybe today you're sitting there and you still are having a hard time dealing with the matter of moving on. 
I want to tell you, you need to move on with the Lord. You need to let go. And you know you've been feeling bitter feelings and resentful feelings and they hadn't called you and they hadn't been there and they didn't get to come for Thanksgiving and, uh, and they're just not what they're doing all to be. You hadn't heard from them. You hadn't got a text message from them. You hadn't got a letter from them. And uh, they hadn't come to see you in a while. And whoever it is, your family member, son or daughter, husband, wife, or children or grandchildren, I don't know, but probably there's somebody out here. Maybe it's a neighbor or a friend. Somebody, watch this, did wrong. Somebody was done wrong, but somebody had to make it right. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, as we look at this wonderful book, there are three reasons that God gave me to give to you today. I believe as I was praying, not for sale. Three reasons that you and I ought to put up a sign that says, I'm not for sale. <laughs> Why? Number one, because we've all been sold on the slave market of sin. We've all been sold on the slave market of sin. And number two, because we've been bought with a high price of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We'll see that in a moment. That's Philemon, not only verses 1 through 9, but verses 10 through 18. And then number 3, not only have we been sold on the slave market of sin, that's why I'm not for sale, but we have been bought with a high price of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. That's why I'm not for sale. <laughs> and then number 3, because Jesus has done that for me and you, I'm not for sale. Now look, as we turn to the book of Philemon right now, find your Bibles and would you stand? I'm going to have a lengthy reading of this wonderful epistle. And Philemon was a Christian in a place called Colossae. And we don't know a lot about Philemon, but we're going to unfold, unpack these truths that will absolutely transform our life. Philemon, this little epistle written by the Apostle Paul, in verse 1, I'll tell you what, for the sake of time, let me just uh, zero in on a couple of verses. Pick up, please, in verse 1. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christos, and Timothy, evidently Timothy was with Paul at the time, and our brother unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, uh, you know, that word fellow labor means a co-labor. Evidently, Philemon, we'll find more about him in a moment. And to our beloved Aphia, most agree that Aphia was probably Philemon's wife. And then further, Paul elaborates on another individual by the name of Archippus. Say that name with me. Archippus, say that name with me. All right, so we got Philemon, we've got Aphia, and now we've got Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. And as I said, they're living in a place called Colossae. I happened to be there just a few years ago. It's not much to it there in modern-day Turkey. But notice Paul addresses this. He says in verse 5, after thanking God for him, he says, Hearing of thy love and faith, speaking to Philemon, which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. There are two kinds of people, saints and ain'ts, as someone as well said. Notice verse 6, that the communication of thy faith, that word communication means make faith known, koinonia. That's the word, koinonia. Say that word with me. Koinonia. Say that word with me. Koinonia. 
the communication. He's talking about his witness. He's letting it known. He's not hiding his light under a bushel. Are you ashamed of Jesus? Come on, now's a good time, Christmas, and coming up to tell the world of the Savior that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. We have great joy. The word joy can be translated grace. It's uh, charin or chorus is the word. Great joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength and consolation in thy love because thy bowels, and that word bowels means your mind, your heart, of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. I love to be around certain people that are just encouraging. Joe, in my opinion, is an encouragement to me. You're my uh, brother that, and many of you, when I'm around you, I get refreshed. Don't you love to be around somebody that really refreshes you in this discouraging world? I can't hear you. I came to preach today. All right, verse 8. Wherefore, though I might be much more bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient. Yet for love's sake, verse 9, I rather beseech thee for being such an as Paul the age, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Anybody know how old Paul is at this time? How old was Paul at this time? Anybody guess? He doesn't say, does he? No one really knows. Some say he was 53. Others say he was 63 at this time. Some say he was 25 when Stephen was stoned. Some historians speculate he was saved at the age of 35. You remember he was blinded on the road to Damascus. So here's a probably 63-year-old man. He's calling himself age. Can I get a witness? Age, 63. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 10. I beseech thee for my son Onesimus. Say that name with me. Onesimus, say that name with me. Whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable. That is, he was useless. That is, he was guilty. But he went from guilty to not guilty. He went from useless to useful. He went from uh, unprofitable to profitable. Look at this, verse 11. Which in time past was thee unprofitable, but now he's profitable. He's useful to thee and to me. Now then, and skip down to verse 14. But without thy mind would I do nothing that thou benefit should be uh, as it were of necessity, but willingly. For perhaps he therefore departed for a season. I'll explain in a moment. Don't, don't cut me off yet. The word season there is an hour. That's literally the rendering of the text. That thou shouldest receive, receive him forever. Wait a minute. I know I'm losing you right now. I know I'm losing you. Here's a man named Philemon. And here's a man named Onesimus. And here's a man named Paul. Paul's writing to Philemon about this man who was evidently a servant to Philemon. But something happened between Onesimus and Philemon. That's why Paul's writing. I'll explain it in a moment. Hold that thought. Keep reading. Verse number 16. Not now as a servant. The word servant there is doulos. But above a servant. So Paul's saying to Philemon, I know Onesimus. Receive him as a servant. You say, but what are you talking about? I'll fill in the blanks in a moment. Hold on, hold on. Follow with me. Please don't cut me off yet. Not as a servant, notice verse 16, but a servant, but, but above a servant, a brother, beloved, special to me. But how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If thou count me, therefore, as a partner, that is a co-labor, that means something in common. If you count me, Paul saying to this man Philemon, do you count me a partner? Wait a minute. We'll explain. He said, if, receive him as myself. Look at verse 18. If he hath wronged thee, Aorist tense, that's in the Greek meaning something in the past. He's done something wrong. What did he do? I'll tell you in a moment. 
If he wronged thee or if he oweth thee aught, put that on my account. I love that. Reckon it on my account. And Paul said, I've written it in my own hand. I will pay it, albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me, even of my own self aside. Look at verse number 20. Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord, having confidence, verse 21, in thy obedience I wrote unto thee, knowing that thou wilt do all I ask, or also do more than I say, but withal prepare me a lodging, a guest place. Paul's in prison, and he's saying, I'm hoping to get out. I don't know if I get out, but have me a place ready, Philemon. This is the word of the Lord, and the church said, Amen. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. The word of God is alive. Now, Lord, I know there are needs represented today, and we just ask now for our time not to be for sale. You spoke to me just as I got here in the church this morning, and I forgot about my time not being for sale. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, you know where we're at. You know what we need. And I'm asking now to call us out where we've let things in our life, our testimony, be for sale, our character be for sale, our integrity be for sale. Oh, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, there'll be changes and transformations and forgiveness extended and restoration wrought all for your glory. Thank you now. We praise you because you're a living God and you love us and we love you because you first loved us. Thank you, Jesus, for buying me back off the slave market of sin and having a place prepared for me in heaven one glorious day. We, we just trust you now to accomplish your will as the lost come and our eyes are open and their hearts are changed and we who know you will love you more and serve you more and live oh god whatever time we got left to bring you glory and honor and thank you for the worship we've had bless each one keep us alert keep us awake keep us from distraction and we'll thank you for it we bless you in jesus name amen you may be seated not for sale not for sale i took time to read the whole text why to get you up to par as to where we're going to be in this passage of scripture today and again not for sale i'm not for sale you know what let me progress through our text today number one paul is a prisoner of jesus christ you'll notice and timothy our brother under philemon our dearly beloved and fellow labor co-labor into our beloved aphia aphia is his wife as i mentioned earlier he said grace and to our fellow servant soldier in the church of the house now whether they had a church in their house or not is debatable will not labor that but i'm simply going through the text to say why you need and i need to be not for sale grace to you and peace from our god and father the lord jesus christ i thank my god in my prayers and uh, and love because of your love and faith tell me can people see love in you do you have love for the brethren do you have love for the community you got love in your heart listen to me beloved if the love jesus christ the love of christ is in my heart the same jesus in my heart is going to love the jesus in your heart I'm telling you, and a lot of Christians fall out with each other, get their feel, feelings hurt, and they get offended and this and that. I know we don't always see eye to eye on everything, but praise the Lord, we can forgive each other and love each other. Amen. Somebody talk to me. And the church is notoriously known for fallouts and bickering and, and, and offense and all this. Oh, God. So we're not sitting in a building today acting like this isn't applicable to us. It is. 
But wait a minute. He goes further and he says concerning the, his faith and so forth. He said we have great joy uh, because of uh, his relationship with the saints. And, and, uh, and he goes on to talk about uh, the Lord Jesus. So number one, why you and I need to put up a not for sale sign is because number one, because we were all sold on the slave market of sin. Now, can I let my sanctified imagination run for a moment? I'm going to take you back to this scene that I personally might have happened, believe perhaps. I can see Philemon and his wife, Abia, sitting on the front porch. And I can hear the conversation with Philemon. I can't believe he did that. The nerve. Why would he have stolen from us all that we did for him? He didn't appreciate it. Man, I, I can't get over it. I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm hurt. You know, I'm just having a hard time with this. And I can hear old Aphia as she reaches over and grabs Philemon's hand and says, Now, now, Phil, you know, you used to be that way too. How many know our wives sometimes are our best critic? I can't hear you. Old Bobby Bowden, the former coach of Florida State, uh, who's with the Lord now, he once said, before he passed away, he said, you know, I've gotten the place where my wife drives everywhere we go. He said, I just get to hold the wheel. <laughs> and so I can hear all of you say, you know, Philemon, you used to be that way, but you remember that evangelist Paul? He came preaching Jesus Christ, him crucified. I remember when you were saved at tent meeting and God showed up and God showed out. Uh, Philemon, don't forget where you used to be. Yes, we've all been sold on the slave market of sin. We've all been bitten, bitten by the rattlesnake called sin. I was riding my bike just the other day. November the 1st. Can you see that picture? It's a rattlesnake crossing the road. November the 1st, just a couple of weeks ago, I was riding my bike, and here this large rattlesnake was crossing the road. I don't know if you can tell it or not, but it's a hill right here. I came over that hill, coasting down, almost ran over the rattlesnake. Thankfully, I avoided the rattlesnake. I stopped in the middle of the road after I passed this rattlesnake. How many rattlesnakes not good? How many know they'll bite you and inject you with their venom, much like sin does? And so, what did I do? I stopped my bike. I'm looking around. I don't have much with me. I don't have anything with me. I'm looking around saying, I can't let that large rattlesnake, as large about as my arm, I, I said, I can't let him go. I've got I've to I've get him. I've got to kill him, something. He'll bite somebody or, or somebody, something can happen. And, and so I looked around and I found a few little rocks here. And I said, I can't get close, too close to him. And, and how many know it once upon a time I had a good arm? But now I couldn't hit the side of a barn, <laughs> bless God. I picked up a rock and threw it at him and missed him. I said, man, I can't let him get away. I can't get away. I got to find something. And so finally, 
And he was just standing, sitting there, going around. You can see his rattlers right here. He was rattling as I got closer to him. And then finally I found a, a good rock. It was about this good-sized rock. And, and I made my way over to where the rattlesnake was. And, and, and I said, Lord, if I could be like David one time and kill the giant, if I could take this, if he took a stone and a sling and killed the giant, surely I could kill this rattlesnake. And I took the stone and threw it from a distance. You know it's from a distance, don't you? And guess what happened? As I threw it from a distance, boom, it hit him right in the head and killed him. In fact, you can see the big rock. If you look at the picture right here, it crushed his head. He, he, he. Now, I know you ladies are going to say, Pastor, you, uh, uh, if you're a tree hugger, you're not going to like what I'm fixing to say, all right? <laughs> anyway, but it killed him. And I said, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I said that to say this. You know, the devil has injected every one of us with the venom called sin. All is sin and come short of the glory of God. Yes, there's none righteous, not one. Our righteousness. Listen, man without God, the very best he can do is nothing more than filthy rags. Something you'd throw in the trash can. It's not a pretty picture. In fact, Isaiah says man is sick from the top of his head down to the sole of his feet. And the soul that sinneth shall surely die. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We were all sold on the slave market of sin. And I tell you what. Maybe you're here today and you've been saved by the grace of God. I want to tell you, sin has power. If you don't believe me, you try to break some of those bad habits you got. Don't raise your hand. How many have got some bad habits? You know you do. And first, that bad habit turns out like a little spider web and you can break it real easily. But then that bad habit over and over again, sin becomes our boss. Sin becomes our master. Sins becomes our dominion. Yes, sin thrills and sin kills. And there's some of you today, though you might be heaven bound, there's some sin that needs to be broken in your life. Why? Because our sin will find us out. Why? Because the soul that sinneth will surely die again. And so today God's saying to you, hey, Put up a not for sale sign. My mind, I've been, I've been a garbage dump for a bunch of stuff I've been seeing. I've been hearing a bunch of filthy stuff that, that I need to put up a not for sale sign. I'm not for sale. My mind's not for sale. I don't care how good a ratings the movie has. If it c contaminates my spirit, it's not for sale. I don't care who all tries to take my time. If it's taken away from me spending with Jesus, my time is not for sale. Amen. And the government, hey, they might try to take away our Bibles. They might try to get us to shut up. They might try to get us to shut down. They might try to get us to shut back. But we're not going to shut up. And we're not going to shut down. We're going to keep on going on. Because thank God our Lord is our rock and our salvation. Yes, he is the one that's called us. He's the one that saved us. Praise the Lamb of God. One day we're going to be caught up because I'm going to continue to look up. Because thank God. Our redemption draws nigh. The Lord is a good God, a great God, a mighty God. I'm telling you, the devil, I want you to know we are not for sale today. We're not for sale. We're not for sale. 
Will you purpose in your heart right now you're not for sale? You know there's some stuff right now in your life that you're doing. You know there's some bad habits in your life. You need to put up that not for sale sign. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I'm not for sale. And speaking of that, I'll never forget a few years ago, I got a telephone call at 6 o'clock in the morning. And a lady, as I picked up the phone, I could hear her crying. Pastor Randy, Brother Randy. I could hardly understand her. She was saying, ah, you, you came to visit you. You came to visit our home six months ago. She said, but I didn't tell you this, but I sold my soul over to the devil. I said to the devil, if you give me this man, I'll serve you, devil. And she said, the lady was crying and I could barely understand her. She said, I've tried to kill myself. The devil's trying to kill me. She said, I need help. Can you help me? And finally, when I walked, wiped away the cobwebs, I said, who is this? All right, what's going on? And that lady, by the way, We'd visit her house, didn't know her from anybody, lived back behind the church, knocked on her door, left a little track that says how to live forever. And not knowing how the future would unfold, but God did, six months later. Didn't hear from her, didn't come to church, nothing. But six months later, she calls and she says this. I said, well, I'll get one of our men, we'll be at your house tonight. And as I went to the house of this dear lady who said she sold her soul over to the devil, I said to her, that doesn't matter. Jesus Christ is more powerful than the devil. Amen. I'm going to bring the blood of the lamb. Oh, yes. The blood of the lamb. Why? We're not for sale. We've been bought with a high price of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I shared with that dear lady, how could she have a relationship with the living God to repent and receive Jesus Christ? And that dear lady cried out to Jesus to save her. I said, praise the Lamb. I had the privilege of baptizing her. And guess what happened? The man she was living with was not even her husband, but she and he made it right. They got married. Hallelujah. And had the privilege of baptizing her and the last time I heard from her she was in a nursing home and serving God and the Lord took her home about a year or two ago you know who she was Peggy Yarbrough anybody remember Jerry and Peggy oh I'm not for sale we've been bought with the precious blood of the Lamb of God here's what Paul says to his friend his co-laborer Philemon he said I beseech thee for my son Onesimus whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, useless. But thou, he's useful. He's profitable to thee and to me, whom I have sinned again. Thou therefore receive him that is mine own bowels, mine own heart, whom I would have retained with me. Paul said, that thy stead he might have ministered unto me in the, high, in the bonds of the gospel. Evidently, Onesimus made his way over to Rome. I'll explain in a moment. But without my mind, Paul said, would I do nothing that thou benefit should not be as it were of necessity, but willingly. For perhaps he, Onesimus, therefore departed for a season. In other words, uh, Philemon, he left your house for a season. And he left me for a season. That thou shouldest receive him forever, not as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved, especially to me. But how much more to thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If thou count me therefore a partner... Receive him as myself. If he hath wronged thee, if he hath wronged thee, ever since past tense, if something he's done 
or he owes you anything, put that on my account. Don't you like that? I'm not for sale. Why? Because I was sold on the slave market of sin. I was uh, now, but I've been bought, hallelujah, I've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I've been bought. I I want to carry you to another scene. I want to carry you to another scene. Tammy, you got a ring on? Let me see that ring. It's a wedding ring, isn't it? What would it be like? You got, you got any money in your pocket, Jackie? How many believe that? How many believe that? You got any money in your pocket, Justin? Not all of it, just a little bit. <laughs> Amen. I just need a little bit. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. What would it be like, Tammy? Justin? It's mine now. It's mine now. I think I'm going to go pawn this off. This ring, it's mine now. You've seen the last of that dollar, $5 bill, Justin. It's mine now. Thank you, man. I needed that. I needed that ring. I'm out of here. Question. All right. I stole your ring. I stole your five dollar bill. You said, Oh, I gave it to you. Yeah, I know you trusted me, but I took it and I'm not giving it back. How do you feel? How do you feel? Don't reach for that gun, Tammy, whatever you do, please. <laughs> I'm not for sale. Hey, look, that's what Onesimus did. He stole his master he was trusted he took something that wasn't his have you ever been done wrong somebody today is is your something getting your goat something somebody happened oh but you don't know what they did you don't know how they talk you know really wait a minute I'm CEO Onesimus man he's got this Ring and that five dollar bill. Woo! <laughs> but wait a minute, time goes by. How many know? How many know that when you do something wrong, God brings guilt? It's like a cloud hanging over you. Oh my, I've got it now, but for some reason, I feel bad. I feel guilty. I'm feeling under condemnation. I don't like myself anymore. I I can't believe I did that. Just a little thrill, but but I got to get rid of this guilt. Maybe if I drink this, maybe if I pop this pill, maybe I smoke this thing, it'll get rid of the guilt. No, it won't. The only thing that'll get rid of the guilt is the blood of Jesus. And I can see Onesimus say, man, I got to have relief. Somebody help me. He's over in Rome, and somebody hears him and sees the miserable state he's in. You know what? I'll tell you what. Sin will make your bones hurt. I can't, I can't hear you. When you sin against God, you're out of the will of God, it'll make you absolutely miserable. I don't know about you, but when I sin against the Lord, I feel absolutely sick to my stomach. Y'all ever felt that way? This means yes. This means no. Y'all ever felt sick? Sick. When you know you're not right with God. 
I mean, you, you know that intimacy is broken. You know that you can't go to your father. You don't feel loved. You don't feel like you're accepting the beloved. You don't have that communication with him. And I can hear somebody say, Onesimus, come here. There's a man over there in jail. He's in prison. He's locked behind bars, but he's really free. He's really more freer than a lot of people walking on the street. You can be free and not locked behind bars and yet in prison. There's some of you today may be in prison. Some listening, by the way, of live stream in prison. Why? You're harboring bitterness and resentment. But there's a man named Paul. He's over there. I can take you to him. I would highly recommend Onesimus go talk with him. All right? I will. You can see as he makes his way over there and he says, uh, I'm ashamed to tell you this, but I need to talk with you. Paul says, all right, sit down. So he sits down. He says, you don't believe this, but I had a trusted uh, person I was working with, and, and I took from him, I stole from him. I'm ashamed of it. And I can hear Paul say, let me tell you about me. There's a time when I persecuted the Christians in the church, and I want to tell you about the grace of God. Paul says, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Let me tell you about the blood of Jesus. Hey, listen to me, man. It doesn't matter what you've done. If you cry out to God, if you put your faith and trust in him, if you repent and turn from your sin, Jesus will forgive you of your sin. He'll make it right. You can have that cloud of guilt, that condemnation to go away. You can have peace that passes understanding and a home in heaven. Will you do it? Will you do it? I would recommend you do it. There's nothing like it. It's the best thing I've ever done. Will you do it? I can hear Onesimus say, man, are you serious? Yes, Jesus died for my sins. He was buried. He rose again. And I can hear Onesimus say, save me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. I believe you died. I believe you rose. I'm confessing with my mouth. I'm believing with my heart. Lord, have mercy upon me. I want to receive you now. I can hear old Paul said, well, how you feel now? What happened? And I can hear old Onesimus say, I know I'm not saved by feelings, but it sure does feel good to be saved. Oh, yes. Paul says, well, what do you think you ought to do now? Well, I think I ought to get things right. Hey, I do too. And then you can leave Rome, go back to Philemon. I know him, by the way. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a little letter to my friend Philemon. And guess what? I want you to take it with you. Take it over there. Okay? All right? You think he'll receive me? What's he going to think? Well, just do what I tell you to do. And, and don't you want the blessings of God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if he don't forgive me? That, that's not your responsibility. Let me say that again. It's not your responsibility whether somebody forgives you or not. It's our responsibility to do what God tells us to do. Can you hear me? All right. And so, not for sale because... We can put up a not for sale sign. So here, here he goes. Here he goes. Here he goes. What am I going to say to Philemon? How am I going to say this? Lord, you got to help me. you got to help me. I know he's going to be angry. I know he's going to be. I would be. I wouldn't. I, I, would, I would. Lord, please help him to be ready. I can see old Philemon and Ophia. They're sitting on the front porch. Who is that coming down the road? No, can't be. It looks like. That's Onesimus. I don't go get my gun. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. No, 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 no. No. Wait a minute. Let's see what he wants. 
I believe we've been praying for him, Phil. I believe God, our God, can change hearts. Y'all don't hear me. He can change hearts. So here comes old Philemon. Here comes Onesimus down the road. Hey, Philemon. Hey, look, I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for what I've taken. I've got a letter from you. You know Paul, that man? Here's a letter from Paul. And by the way, everything that I've taken from you, I want to give it back to you. I'm sorry for what I've done. I'll make restitution, whatever I need to do. And I can see old Philemon standing there with his mouth wide open. He can't believe his ears. He says, looks up to heaven and says, praise God. Thank you, Lord, for changing Onesimus' heart. And he gets out that letter. Whatever he owes, put it on my account. Yes, whatever he owes, put it on my account. Philemon says this, hey, I'm not for sale anymore. I'm not for sale anymore. No, I'm going to put up a for sale sign and praise the Lord. I'll tell you, when Jesus Christ redeems us with his blood, there's some of us today that need to say, Lord, I know I haven't been doing right. I know I haven't been living right. I know there's some bad habits in my life. I want to put up a for sale sign this morning. Will you do it today? Will you recommit your life to the Lord today? Will you rededicate your time to the Lord today? Will you present your body as a living sacrifice to God today? Your mind, your will, your emotions. Will you say, Lord, my testimony, my integrity, my family, all oh, the ministry, Lord, my legacy, it's not for sale. I'm not for sale today. Amen. Will you stand to your feet right now? And some of you need to put this not for sale sign up. You need, you know what is going on in your life. And maybe there are some things and some ways that you've kind of been bitten with bitterness. And, and you've kind of gotten a little bit ill about some things going on. Maybe it's not a family member. Maybe it's something else, a job or uh, some other issue. You need to let it go today. And say, I'm not going to let the devil wreak havoc on my mind. I'm not going to live with a resentful attitude anymore. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Maybe the son need to come and say, I need to make restitution. I know I did wrong. I know I hadn't been doing right. Oh, help me to go back, Lord. Make restitution. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, how you are ready, willing, and able to forgive us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Lord, you've spoken to my heart. And I pray for all the ways that I've not had the for sale sign. Now, afresh and anew, move on us, Lord. Search us. Give us great grace, Lord, to see ourselves as you see us. And then great grace to yield and obey as the Spirit of your Holy Spirit speaks to us. We pray in Jesus' name.